Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sip of tea. Hello, how are you all? Welcome to Homo Sapiens. It's an autumnal day here in the jolly vales of the Cotswolds where I am currently, listeners. I'm looking out at the trees falling from the leaves. I'm looking at the dog who has located the local radiator, pressed himself up against it. And I'm thinking, I'm ready for winter. I just made a delicious sausage casserole. It wasn't vegan. It had sausages in it. I'll tell you why. Because my friend was coming round who loves sausages. So I made him sausages. But there was a miscommunication between me and my husband. I bought sausages, then he bought sausages as well. So we had millions of them. Waste not, want not. And I'm not a vegan as well. But you know, I know that um, often I share my vegan recipes, shall I say. I uh, made a lovely hairy biker's recipe, which is a, a sausage casserole. They like a bit of paprika in their sausage casserole, which I thought was rather ingenious. And actually, I was thinking about it. When you make a sausage casserole, it's very much the same as making a minestrone, except uh, a minestrone has celery in it. And I was thinking how, what a deliciously soothing sort of wintry lunch that is. So yeah, that's my news. What's yours? How are you all? What did you think of our episode last week with Yasmin Benoit on asexuality? What did you think of our interview with Dino Fetcher about a normal heart? So many lovely messages about that episode. Um, Thank you all for listening. I should probably give you the lowdown on who we've got on the show today. Kevin McHale is our guest today. Kevin came to your screens and mine in the TV show Glee, where he played the character of Artie Abrams. And Glee was, you know, massive and a big thing for LGBT people, actually, that show. He's a brilliant actor, and he has then gone on to do many things, including having his own music career. He's released brilliant music. Uh, He had his own podcast, or I think he still has it. And he also was on The X Factor over here in the UK, if you recall. And he did a brilliant, uh, he did a brilliant cover of Dance Monkey, that song and it was so cool he's really good fun it's quite interesting because he used to play a wheelchair user in glee and we actually talk about this in our chat like how that wouldn't happen today and what's that like for someone who has done something that at the time wasn't wasn't being discussed in the way that it is now um and it's interesting talking to actors because they're such a barometer of 
the times and what's going on. And also he has a funny thing where he is, for some reason, well, I asked him about this because it was a mystery to me. You know, those sort of before and after 12 weeks exercise things you often see where someone goes, this is what they look like 12 weeks ago. This is what they look like after they came to so-and-so gym. In Liverpool Street in London, there is there was a massive poster that was of lots of different people with their before and afters. And one of them was him. And I was like, I'm sure that's Kevin McHale from Glee. But it doesn't say his name on there, which is odd because he's super famous. He's, you know, he's got millions of followers on Instagram. That's today's interview. A really fun chat. He's a real giggle. You're going to love it. So that'll be coming up in a minute. Oh, look, I was going to look on my phone. And then look what I've been listening to. Look, do you want to hear the last song I've been listening to? Jesse Ware and Kylie Minogue's collaboration. Every gay man I've ever seen on the internet is exploding. It's basically Gay Diva Cubed. It's a brilliant song. It's called Kiss of Life. Download it now, listeners. Um, thank you for all your emails from last week. I've got one to read out in a second. We love to hear from you. And we can only hear from you if you write to us. So write to us at hello at homosapienspodcast.com. You've got to send us your agony, uncles. Send us your problems. They can be relationship. They can be life. They can be trivial. They can be huge. We will do our best to solve. Oh, slight burp. Bit of that sausage casserole trying to get back out. I'd put lentils in it, actually, which I thought was healthy. I was really like, I've got to have something healthy with it. So I put lentils in it, ate that... And then I was so tired after eating, I lay back on the sofa and I took a Ritter Sport with me. If anyone's ever had one of those, it's one of my subs. It was a substitution in my um, supermarket delivery. And I thought, I'm never going to eat a Ritter Sport, which is like chocolate, milk chocolate with hazelnuts in. Lay back on the sofa, thought I'd have a square, just the one square. Did I heck? Demolished nearly the whole bar, sort of three quarters of the way through. And I thought, well, if I put that back in the cupboard. So after spending all that time debating about healthy lentils, I then nailed a whole chocolate bar. But you know what? I feel good. I don't regret it. I'm not going to do food shaming here. What else have I got to say to you? Get in touch, listeners. You've got to get in touch. That's what I was saying. You've got to follow us on Instagram. It's at Homo Sapiens on Instagram. It's at Homo Sapiens Podcast on Facebook. And do you want to know how you can get yourself a T-shirt, a Homo Sapiens T-shirt? I can tell you how. You've got to write a review. You've got to write a review on Apple Podcasts and then we pick our favourite or our winning review. It doesn't have to be the best one. Um, will that help your chances? Unconfirmed. Cannot confirm nor deny. But if you go to Apple Podcasts and review us, you might win a t-shirt. That gets you the coveted prize. Ba-ba! Now we've got a new logo and look, should we do a new brand of t-shirts? That's my question to you all. I wonder if that might be in the pipeline. Anyone listening who actions that sort of thing? get in touch now i should probably stop wittering on let's have a look at email matthew has been in touch hi christopher love the podcast matthew why thank you you know why we make it we make it for you it has really helped me engage with my queerness which i've been making an effort to do this year good on you matthew having never really been interested to or feeling connected to the community well consider us your terminal five of connection for Joining the universe, joining the queer universe, that's what we are. We're the Paddington Station, we're the King's Cross of queerness. Linking North and South, I mean, that's not really linking North and South. That would be Birmingham. Maybe we're Leeds, we're Leeds, in, we're Leeds Station. 
This isn't working, I apologise. I'm going to carry on with the email from Matthew. Although not directly related to LGBTQ plus issues, I thought I'd get in touch regarding your use of the phrase nitty gritty at the start of the episode with Yasmin Benoit. It was a throwaway use of the phrase, as is often the case, but wanted to highlight the origins of the word are, some believe in brackets, firmly in the enslavement of black people, in case you didn't know this. Ah, I did not. Personal choice to use the phrase, of course, but I have been telling people about this since finding out it out, in case if, like me, knowing this information means they, you, may choose not to use it in the future. Thank you, Matthew. I absolutely will not be using it in the future, and I had not realised my apologies to anyone and everyone who I may have offended with this language. There are some enlightening articles on common words and phrases that have their origins in the slave trade and the discrimination of other minority groups worth a Google. Googling I shall be. Again, not to be a criticism or a call out, just thought you might be interested to know if you didn't already. One of my proactive changes commitments since the murder of George Floyd and the increased acknowledgement of racism and racial injustice globally has been to tell people about this and other phrases where I hear them use them so they too can make a decision about the language they use or don't use if they are not already armed with this information. Keep up the great work sent with love and best wishes, Matt. Thank you, Matt. That's very kind of you to take the time. I really appreciate it. Now then, let's talk to the wonderful Kevin McHale. The man's joy. You're going to have fun. I'm going to have fun. Here you go, listeners. You probably know this. Much talk about you at Liverpool Street Station in East London. Do you know where I'm going with this? God. (laughs) I was like... Walking, looking on the escalator at Liverpool Street Station and I look up and there's this ad for like a gym, which is like transform your body in 12 weeks type thing. And there's like, you know, they always have like very normal people. Mm -hmm. And then in among them all is you. And I was like, I swear that's Kevin McHale. Then like about six, eight weeks later, my friend Ben texts me, uh, sends me a photo going, is this Kevin McHale? (laughs) I was like, yes, I thought that. I just think all the gays are like, surely. Uh, How, how on earth, what? I didn't know that was there. And my friend Patty, who lives there, he's from the heat. He's like, um, this you? (laughs) I was like, looking good. I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> like a video of him, like on the escalator down or something as yes. he's passing the ad. Yeah. Oh, uh, so this is Scott Mills's fault. Ah, uh, Scott Mills Radio <laughs> One presenter. Yeah, this is his fault. I love him. He hit me up a little over three years ago, and he's like, "I've been going to this gym called UP. They're moving to LA. Would you want to train with them? Here are my results so far. They do these twelve week transformations." I was like, "Sure." And so basically it was, you know, I would train with them and maybe they'd give me like a discounted rate to like post on Instagram, like that sort of thing. Mm. And I went in there. I was like, look, I've (laughs) never had a single ab in my life. If you guys think you can get me to look like, because they have this, you know, a big board of all these quote unquote transformations. Yes. And there's like point to one of those. What would you like to look like? What do you think is achievable? I don't, I think getting me to show up a second time is like, (laughs) that would be the win. And so then I did it, like sort of just as like a prank for myself to see, okay, yeah, let's see if I can do this. And I did it. And after 12 weeks, it looked weird. I'd look at myself in the mirror, but who is this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then 
And then I guess they used that photo in the Liverpool Street Station. I had no idea. And Oh, God. I, I think it's hilarious and it's slightly embarrassing, but I don't have to see it. So really, it just sucks for you guys because you have to see it. <laughs> I, Out of sight, out of mind. I don't have to deal with it. And people, I remember people texting me being like, there's this ridiculous before and after of you at the station. And obviously it's Photoshopped. It's like, well, thank you. But it's not Photoshopped. <laughs> well, this is it. Okay. This is the thing. It's an amazing 12-week transformation. I don't mind if we spend the rest of this interview detailing exactly how that happened. Because I do so much fucking exercise, Kevin. Nothing changes. <laughs> it. The thing is, none of those photos are Photoshopped. It literally is. My trainer also, he's, he probably he has an iPhone like 8 or something. And that is just... <laughs> That's in like fluorescent lighting. They have you, obviously, they take a picture after your last workout and they have you flexing. So you like, you are a little swollen from working out and all that. So it obviously looks a little, but there's no, there's not even a filter. I would have preferred to have some sort of filter on it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I would have like, let me just have five minutes with that on Facetune real quick. Let me. I can um, rebuild me. Yeah, but, let me um, at least whiten my teeth a little bit. Did they send you food in parcels? Was it that Mm-mm. strict? No. So they give you your macros of what you should be eating at a certain time. So the amount of protein, the amount of carbs, the amount of fat you should be eating and where you should be getting it from. But you make your own food. Really? So uh, the first time I did it, I just finished again. I just finished a 12-week thing. You're so. looking very well, I have to say. Thank you. <laughs> the pandemic, I... Uh, Gained a few, and <laughs> I was I needed help, so I called up the trainer. I was like, "Help me, <laughs> put me uh, on Liverpool Street Station again." Yes, please, I'll do it again. <laughs> uh, but it's it sounds like an ad, and I promise they're not paying me for this. Um, but it's sort of basic in terms of you have to stick to the diet. Yeah, and it I, I was never necessarily hungry because you have to eat so much chicken breast or white fish or you know just lean proteins Mm. and then they'll tell you what type of vegetables like you need to eat your fiber or you need more starches that sort of thing and then i worked out three times a week with them for an hour three yeah that was it i didn't take i didn't take anything i wasn't taking any supplements i don't i don't do well with like caffeine so i don't even take like pre-workouts or anything like that i'd have a protein shake afterwards but that i mean did did you um, drink alcohol? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but this is like... I would do it in control. So the thing is, like, you can't lie to them. They'll see it on your body. So very really? quickly, and you have to track all of your food. They can see everything you're eating. If you're honest, you put in everything. You weigh yourself mm. every day. And to me, it became like a game of like, okay, they measure you every week. So then, after the first two weeks, I could see I had dropped like a certain amount of body fat percentage. And it was nice to be like, oh, me doing this and sort of being miserable eating this food is working. And so <laughs> so then that was, you know, sort of my, it reinvigorated me to keep going to like, yes. okay, let's see how far we can get this to go. So then I would plan out. I was like, look, I have a bachelorette party to go to in three weeks. And he'd be like, okay. And I'm like, I'm just going to drink tequila with nothing else. He's like, that's fine. How many drinks? three which was a lie obviously but at a certain point you start to learn like what affects you like you can't if i have a day or two where i'm i'm not drinking like 
mixed drinks or cocktails. I'm drinking just tequila. Yeah. And I'm still eating relatively well. That's not really going to affect you if it's one day or two uh-huh. days. And then you go back on what you were doing. But then you stop again. Yeah. This is such a Brit version of questioning. I'm like, so you don't drink at lunch? <laughs> I have to say, I when I tell people about, because I worked in England for a little bit. And when I was like, yo, I don't know how they do it. Because I would see people in suits at their lunch break with oh, full yeah. pints at the pub. And I was like, what, how are they, how are they doing this? And they go back to work? Like, what is... I was talking to one of my friends there. We went out one night and he's like, I'm, I'm trying not to really drink. I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Me neither. I feel like I've aged seven years. My body is rejecting everything I put in it. And he's like, but it's so hard to not drink here because everyone just makes fun of you. I was like, yeah, yeah your level person, like a normal drink is an alcoholic in the US. Yes. And that's no shade. Like, I don't, I just don't know how you guys like keep up with it. My tolerance is not built for that. I I've really noticed it when I go to America now, particularly ten years ago, less so. Like, it's not expected that you would order wine at dinner or to drink a drink at dinner. Like, yeah. if you go for dinner with a lot of Americans, and everything ends so early, like it's you true. know, hot mess British people are like ten thirty. They're like, where can we go? And everyone's like, we're going to bed. <laughs> everyone's well, like, what do you mean? I- I enjoy being where you are because that doesn't happen here. So it feels like this is yeah. fun. Yes. And yeah. everything closes so early that it's crazy. What's isn't the it? point? But, yeah. But it's lovely as well. Like it's really nice. I wanted to ask you as well when you were just talking about going to the gym and stuff, because this might just be me overthinking it. But I feel like when it comes to exercise and stuff, like I definitely do it for my mind. I definitely do it for my mind. Mm hmm. As in, I do it for my mind as well. I don't just do it for my mind. That would be lying. But with the the amount of like the body positivity movement online, sometimes when I'm doing it, I'm like, am I just trying to have a good body so I hate myself less? And should I be doing this? Do you know what I mean? I 100% know what you mean. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because a lot of, so towards, I don't know, the past six months or whatever with the pandemic, I was going crazy. Mm. riddled with like anxiety of all the pandemicness of the world and my thing was like i need to start working out again it's just like walking a dog if you don't mm-hmm. walk a dog the dog gets anxious and acts yes. badly so i was like i need to be taken on a walk <laughs> and i knew the up system of working out i knew how i felt physically but also mentally and so that was a gigantic incentive to like go back and start it again mm. but as I've gotten the past couple of weeks, as I got towards the end of it, I was having the same thoughts you were having of, is this some sort of like internalized thing that I feel like I have to be to look a certain way? So people, my boyfriend hates it. He doesn't like when I work out. He likes me when I don't have muscle and I'm, my body is softer feeling. And mm. and so I, 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 in one sense, I do feel like, well, I'm doing it for me. I do like to look this way, but why do I like to? I'm not sure what the root cause of that is. I, it does make me feel better mentally for sure. Absolutely. But so does going for a walk or, you know, going for a run or doing mm. any sort of physical activity. But I think what I associate with this, I never had it before when I've worked out is that if I'm also sticking to the, I have a tendency to not eat well. 
and right. I can like binge hard on sweets and horrible things that make me feel bad on chicken and white fish uh, you know on, <laughs> on spinach and leafy greens i'm just unbearable <laughs> it's such an embarrassment and so it's one of those things where usually when that happens my body doesn't feel good and my butt because my body doesn't feel good i'm less apt mm. to get up and do any sort of physical movement and then it starts that whole cycle of me feeling bad about myself because it's like, well, why aren't you getting up? Just get up and do something. That will make you feel better. But then if I go for a walk, I'm like, well, if I go home and eat a pizza, then what was the point of the walk? Where I think what I associate with working out is, okay, if that makes me want to eat cleaner, and therefore I then feel better physically, and then I also mm -hmm. feel better mentally because I'm working out. And then a result of that is my body starts to change. And again, like I did it the first time just to see if I could. And then I did it. And so, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have and a... Suddenly, I'm on a billboard all over Liverpool yeah, Street I, Station. <laughs> I, I didn't set out to do that. Yes. No, I, it, it. I think I realized, uh, and I, the long-term or the, the effects, the positive effects of not just like the superficialness of it all, um, for me, have now become just as important as the superficial aspect of it. But yes. I don't know. I don't know where I fall because it's hard to sort of... I guess, step outside myself to see maybe this is some sort of internalized like self-hatred thing that I need to look a certain way for me to be happy with myself. I have no idea. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Cuz it's sort of a doubly complex for you because it's sort of your job as well to look good you know what i mean like well no one hires me for my body <laughs> <laughs> but you know you're in a industry part of it is like selling the dream isn't it you know like it's you know actors work out and I, yeah i guess and... sort of being here yeah the i'm surrounded by people who are constantly worried about how they look so i'm sure that absolutely has rubbed off on me and also like yeah and and as it should you know we are social beasts who aim to like integrate with what we see around us you know what i right. mean like and it's not like it's nobody's nobody's doing any wrong here but i think it's specifically interesting as like a gay white man as well because i feel like there is a thing like i can find myself hooking into something and wanting to be part of it and then actually just being like that's your competitive side don't mm. you know what i mean of being like right i'm gonna do that i can if they're doing that i'm gonna do it and then I'm like, right. hang on a second. Like, one, I'm quite fundamentally lazy. Um, so, so I never really get that far. We've but, established I also am, so relatable, keep going. 
<laughs> so I'm a bit like, I kind of want it, but at the same time, like, I kind of don't care. You know what I mean? And and why am I doing it? And what would happen if I got it anyway? Like, mm-hmm. I've never had the body. I've never had it. So when I did it the first time, like the first transformation. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a better word for it. Um, <laughs> but it was just such a transformation. <laughs> there was some, I read some comment on like Facebook where it was like, oh, this guy comes out. It was like classic white gay comes out and then has to go get a good body. Like, that's oh, what interesting. And I was like, first of all, I didn't do either of these things for you, though. <laughs> I didn't also come out. I made a fucking joke on Twitter, yes. and people took it as a coming out, which is fine. I'm glad that that's out. Like, great. But also, like, I went and worked out for me. Part of the deal was that I had to post pictures. But, like, I <laughs> just wanted to see if I could do it because I had spent 30 years of my life not being able to achieve that sort yeah. of thing. And so I also didn't think any deep, more deeply about it other than, sure, let's try it. Like there was not some sort of like master plan, but obviously there is like these stereotypical white gay male, especially living this close to West Hollywood where, Mm. so maybe I'm sure by osmosis, I cannot deny that I probably am soaking up some of that. Yeah. Who knows? And just just contextualize what you said there in case anyone doesn't know. So you, as far as I understand it, you were out, right? And then you made a joke about an Ariana Grande song being really oh, gay. Yes. And everyone went, oh, he's gay. And weren't you like, I didn't know tell everyone ages ago? Well, I had told everyone like in my life, like yeah, personally, right, right. I, get, I had never said like Glee was done. I wasn't being interviewed. I wasn't in the public. Like I wasn't really mm. doing and it. Sort of, I thought, Maybe I would like come out sooner, but just never did it because at some point then I stopped caring. I was like, whatever. I, again, like, I don't, who cares? Like, yeah. people are going to be like, why does this person feel like they need to say this publicly? I, whatever. Like, I had had a boyfriend for seven years. Like, I, it wasn't some, anyway, I made a joke on Twitter about Ariana Grande song and then people took it as a coming out, which great by all means. I love Ariana. So. <laughs> <laughs> Win win. Better out than in. <laughs> you mentioned anxiety a minute ago and saying, oh, you know, you experience lots of anxiety and stuff. And I'm fascinated by anxiety. I get anxious all the time. It's why I exercise and I find that helps a lot. But you come across as the most chilled person. So how does it manifest in you? <laughs> anxiety is new to me, as it turns out. Oh, is out. it? Yeah. I. Oh, welcome. Have a seat. Yeah. Enjoy the I... ride. Immediately immediately sort of understood what a lot of my friends have been talking about for years i thought you were gonna well, say assholes <laughs> <laughs> no as an asshole i, I already understood as <laughs> um i think how it <laughs> manifests itself in me is it's like if you drink tons of espresso shots like back to back to back uh-huh. and then you are so hopped up that you can't like I have all these things to do, but I'm just so like jacked up on coffee that I can't figure out where to start to do them. And therefore I can't do any of them. Mm-hmm, That's how mm-hmm. it feels like that out of nowhere. It feels like somebody flip a switch. I'm like, okay, so today I will be sitting on the couch doing nothing and trying not to feel bad about myself. That will be how we get through this because mm. 
sometimes it's work related, sometimes it's just life related, sometimes it's the state of the world, whatever it may be that triggers it. It doesn't happen often, but I think with the pandemic going on, I was like holding in a lot of the worldly news, that sort of thing. And mm. also if you think about, I don't know, sometimes career stuff will creep up and you're like, oh God. And then you're like, I have all these billion things and ideas all that I want to do, but how do I even start to do them? Which is not a rational thought, really. Like mm-hmm. you can just like one thing at a time, but that's not <laughs> what anxiety is, is it? And you... I, I've I've been good at I think for the most part recognizing it early on when it happens mm. and then allowing myself to just ride the wave of it and not expect anything from myself other than to get through it. Mm-hmm. Like I know you want to do all of these things right now because your mind is telling you you're having this because you're not doing X, Y, and Z, but you're not gonna be able to accomplish those right now because you're not right in the head. So just sit here just... or go for a run or work out and then Tomorrow you wake up and try again. Yes. It's honestly a 20 minute run sorts me out big time. Yeah, it really does. Your family will seem really lovely and relaxed and stuff. I remember you, you saying something like your mum wanting to, you wanted to go to an audition when you were younger and she was the opposite of being a pushy mum. And she was like, do you really want to go? Yeah. <laughs> Which I just my, loved. I thought it was so my, kind. My family is a lot, but they're definitely, yeah, they're chill about these things. I don't know if anybody... I don't know. We also come from a family. Or my parents are sort of old school in right. the way that if anybody did have any anxiety or depression, it would absolutely be undiagnosed. And it would absolutely <laughs> like I've tried to talk. I'm a big advocate of like therapy. Go to therapy. My brother is too, my brother's. I mean, he's a PhD of like evolutionary biology or whatever. So he, wow. The rest of us have all we're all big advocates of it. I've talked to my mom about it. I was like, have you ever thought about going to therapy? She's like, no, I don't need it. I was like, okay, well, that answer sounds like you maybe should. That's the first sign of needing therapy. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's absolutely sort of like a generational thing, I think, where to her, that's like, to put words in her mouth, <laughs> it, you know, somebody who's not her. And I don't know what she thinks that is. And yes. it sounds to me, it's like somebody she's like, oh, well, somebody who needs the help. It's like, well, we all do. That's not a judgment yes. on anybody. Like, everybody should be able to. But, yeah, I didn't learn about these things, though. Like, I didn't until pretty, I would say the last five years or so. Like, I was very naive or just ignorant of the world of anything relating to, like, mental health. God, yeah. I mean, me too. I have a sense that people who don't want to do it you know, if they're lucky enough to be able to afford it in the first place. And one of the things we've spoken about on this podcast is how it is really expensive, but there are resources out there. For example, like Nedra Tawab on Instagram is an amazing free resource of brilliant things related to therapy. But I have a sense that people who don't want to do it are worried that if they start talking, then something will come out. Right. Yeah, it's sort of like once you unwrap the present, like it all comes out. It's the fear of, also I think with people, maybe like my mom, it's talking, the idea of talking to a stranger about really personal things seems, mm. I think, intrusive and scary. Like, well, who are they? <laughs> well, I'm just, I tell everybody everything all the time. So I I clearly <laughs> don't have that concern. So I, what, uh, what, when you say your family are a lot, is, uh, what was it like growing up? <laughs> I am the youngest and so I, I I felt like an only child for a lot of 
my childhood because they were so much older. They were off. My sister was married and my my older brothers were in college or out of college already. So yeah, I like when we moved to California, it was just me and I went mm. to high school. Right. And, but it was sort of a classic. My brothers would get in trouble all the time, going to parties, sneaking out of the house, drinking, that sort of thing. Right. I didn't do anything. I was standing on the countertop singing My Heart Will Go On, just gay as shit. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. But it was only as we've gotten older and we've all, we're all super close. We all talk all the time. We're in a family group chat every day. Oh, that's so nice. But we all have very, and I was deathly shy, like super, really? super shy. Now I'm the opposite. Now I feel like the parent. I'm the one who's brutal and blunt and tell everybody how i feel about them <laughs> and i'm not maybe necessarily the nicest about it um, <laughs> but now we're all just caricatures i feel like of our former selves <laughs> we're really? just yeah but, you know as everybody gets older everybody gets set in their ways becomes more of whatever their personality traits were but we're just a lot we're loud again unfiltered nobody has a filter and like for example like bringing my boyfriend into the fold with them yeah where he is quite the opposite he is super guarded super quiet and takes a long time to warm up to people which is probably the safe move but my family does not understand that <laughs> they do not get it and it was like when I, when my sister first met my boyfriend she did exactly what she wasn't supposed to do like she was just talked about my ex boyfriend the entire time. It's like, what are you wow. doing? Like, give him a chance. Fuck. Like, come on. Wow. Can you? But she's like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. But, but we're all very. Everybody means well, and so it's like we we word vomit all the time. We just, yeah. We're the opposite of like my mom again, who probably like doesn't want strangers to know things. The rest of us, her kids, just word insane so i don't know where we got it from <laughs> but how did you go from being shy to being insane for want of a better description of the journey i think during glee and being around a bunch of people who had like lived a lot more than i had right at that time especially the girls they taught me how to I'm like a goody two shoes. I don't like to break the rules. I don't like to get in trouble. Still like that for the most part. And so I wouldn't speak up for myself. And like, I'm just thankful to be here and have a job. Like, and yes. I'm still like that. However, they taught me how to advocate not only for myself, but like, you know, for like what's right. Mm -hmm. and, and that transferred from a workplace to my personal life. Mm -hmm. And so then I just learned to speak up and i learned from watching them do things and the power of sort of them saying no to things and like how could you ever say no <laughs> like what that is not in my vocabulary and i think just being around that all the time for seven years every day i learned to just cut it out of my i don't know what i'm afraid of i don't care what people think of me i yeah. truly like which is the opposite i truly have done a 180 of yeah, I guess my personality in a sense of I now say what I used to think. Right. For better or worse. I don't know if that's a good thing. It's, it's a great thing. It's a really hard skill. Listen, it's so hard. Do, do you remember any times when you did that when previously you wouldn't have? Oh, yeah. 
I think the first test of it was during. Sorry, I keep bringing up Glee, but it was during. Oh, no, please. Those are my college years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was from twenty to like twenty six. There was a incident at work <laughs> <laughs> that I and a lot of us were not happy with. Yeah, and it was later on in the show. Everybody else at some point had gotten, had acted out or gotten reprimanded, you know, something like that. I hadn't yet. I hadn't broken. This was my breaking point. This was the day. And it was just throughout the whole day, there was something happening on set. (laughs) And I, sorry, I'm being so vague. And I was just sort of sitting there reflecting upon, you know, the five years or so that we've been working on the show. And it's like, how did this happen? That how is today happening? How is this being allowed? And so then I texted one of the, well, I called one of the producers and then I texted one of our bosses. I was just like, look, this is what's happening. I need to speak to you tomorrow. Like I need to see you tomorrow because I knew they weren't, it was super late. That's a scary text. They were at home. It was. And I'm like, this is my boss. And again, my whole thing is like, I'm thankful to have this job. Who am I to tell them how to do their job? And that's not what I was trying to do. Mm. But it was sort of like, I don't know who else to go to. And we were all super close to our bosses. And we still are. And I remember just being like, okay, I have to. I won't be able to live with myself if I can't say Mm. this now. Mm -mm. Like what? Like I'm looking at the crew. The crew is like, what's going on? And I'm like, so Mm -hmm. they're not going to say anything. Let me do this. And so then I met with the boss the next day, one of the other Someone else that we work with came with me because she was like, I'm coming with you. And I was like, good. I need the backup support. And then I sort of laid out my five-point plan of like, yeah, like, here's what's happened. Here's what's going on. And they were like, what? We had no idea. I was like, uh-huh. And then this and then this. And it, and I didn't feel like I was being like catty or bitchy about it. Like I just yeah. felt like this is well-earned. This is, I have a lot of evidence and i'm telling you emotionally of yeah like this is what's going on i remember being so nervous and being like what am i because i've never talking to somebody of authority like this ever and it was so casual like we met behind the trailers like it wasn't (laughs) they're like okay so what's up i'm like oh okay uh so here's what happened bring over the powerpoint presentation yeah Um, if you can turn to page seven here's (laughs) I I just wanted to make sure it was a good lesson. It was probably like when you have to give, you know, like lectures or speeches in university or something like that, where I needed to like maintain my composure to not yeah. get emotional about it. So I seemed legit. Yeah. And it was a really good foundational move for me. I'm like, okay, I did that. Everything else is easy. Yes. I'm sorry to give any details. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't. I don't want to push you to tell me what it is, but at the same time, I'm like, it's it's like oscillating between awful and there weren't enough sandwiches. It was a behavioral issue with somebody on set. It's just like, look, you know, you work really long hours and everyone is getting paid to be here. And on the cast side, you're getting a hell of a lot more than the crew side. Hmm. And anything that makes the day go longer because of our actions Mm. that makes them not be able to go home to see their family. They're there before us and after us. And it's like, when you lose that consideration to me, I'm done with you. 
Yes. Like we and we have in the Ryan Murphy world, they still have a lot of the same crew. It is a very tight knit group of people. People met on our set and got married and now they're on other shows together uh, and have kids like we there was so much good out of, it was one it, like obviously the public only sees the cast yes. or the creators but you know there's hundreds of people that make that thing work every day and it's like ooh, not only are you messing with some of the cast but you are saying shit to the crew i'm i'm just i'm done like you don't do that who are you to do that? That's the end of part one of our chat with Kevin McHale. Tune in for part two. Go to the feed, select part two. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.